Good morning. Welcome to the Marketing Minutes Podcast. My name is Patrick Laffin, and today is Wednesday, April 20th, 2022. All right. So let's get started by taking a look back at performance from yesterday. The NASDAQ finished up 2.15%. The S&P 500 finished up 1.61%. The Dow Jones Industrial Average finished up 1.45%. And lastly, the Russell 2000 finished the day up 2.07%. In terms of sector performance, the best performing sectors yesterday were consumer discretionary and real estate. Consumer discretionary finished up 3.08%, followed by real estate, which ended the day up 2.13%. The worst performing sectors yesterday were energy and utilities. Energy finished down 0.95%, followed by utilities, which ended the day up 0.61%. The market finished higher yesterday as investors took a risk-on approach while continuing to weigh the long-term effects of inflation and rising interest rates against the generally positive flow of Q1 earnings. But before we get into the excitement and action from yesterday, the day started with the release of some key economic data. The Commerce Department reported yesterday that housing starts increased 0.3% to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of 1.793 million units last month. In addition, Permits for future home building increased 0.4% to a rate of 1.873 million units last month. Now, the key takeaway from the data is that the surprisingly strong number is actually not as encouraging as it looks, as the upside was driven entirely by multi-unit activity. In fact, starts for single-family homes were down 1.7%, while permits for single-family homes were down 4.8% month over month. This decrease reflects the fact that builders are still facing challenges with supply chains, the rising costs of land and labor, and the fact that mortgage rates are steadily rising, which affects the confidence and ability of potential home buyers to afford houses. So an interesting data release, which sounded good in headlines, but appears less positive when you take a deeper look at what was actually driving the data. Looking ahead to this morning, investors will receive existing home sales for March, the April Beige Book, and the Weekly MBA Mortgage Applications Index. So another busy day of economic data ahead today, which is fitting because we're in the midst of one of the busiest weeks of the quarter in terms of earnings results. And we had some notable companies report before the bell. Johnson & Johnson reported mixed quarterly results with earnings per share topping expectations while missing on revenue. They also lowered their earnings guidance for 2022. However, the stock ended the day up over 3%. Hasbro finished up almost 4%, despite the toy company posting weaker-than-expected profits for the previous quarter. Travelers Companies was down 4%, and Lockheed Martin shares lost about 1% after both companies reported mixed results. And it seems that mixed was the term of the day for describing the earnings that were reported yesterday. Now, when looking at earnings, there are a couple of key themes I have noticed with the releases so far that I suspect will continue to be present as more companies report in the coming weeks. So most of the companies that have reported have noted the increased pressure on profit margins stemming from higher costs for labor, materials, and transportation. Many of these companies have also been affected by both the Russia-Ukraine conflict and the strict COVID lockdowns in China, which have altered supply chains and led to a general sense of global uncertainty. 
But despite that, 53% of companies that have reported so far have reported beats on both earnings per share and sales, which is slightly better than last quarter and higher than the average week one beat rate of 47%. So despite everything facing companies currently, we are actually slightly above average in terms of earnings. So good news there. And that fact has not been lost on investors, who took yesterday as an opportunity to buy the recently oversold areas of the market. Sentiment yesterday was further boosted by a couple of other factors. For starters, oil prices fell around 5.7%, hurting the energy sector but boosting overall optimism. In addition, we saw the S&P 500 rise above its 50-day moving average, which many translated as a positive development for the overall market. So when looking at performance yesterday, the market actually opened pretty flat, likely a continuation of the muted performance and optimism seen on Monday. And this slow start was exasperated by another increase in interest rates, likely stemming from comments by St. Louis Fed President Ballard that the Fed funds rate should be at 3.5% by the end of the year. As a result, the Fed fund's sensitive two-year yield rose 11 basis points to 2.58%, while the 10-year yield rose 5 basis points to 2.91% after the open. And rates continued to trend higher as the day went on, with the 10-year yield sitting around 2.94% at the close. But despite the fact that we saw yields increase and that there is an abundance of reasons to be cautious right now, the market took off yesterday as investors adopted a contrarian mindset. All in all, 10 of the 11 sectors finished higher, with energy being the only sector to close lower. Bank stocks led the way as rates moved higher and regional and mid-sized banks reported earnings. The mega cap and tech names, which had been beaten down bad recently, also had a strong day. Amazon and Meta both finished up over 3.1%. Tesla closed up almost 2.4%. Netflix added 3.7%, while Microsoft, Apple, and Alphabet each rose more than 1%. So a strong day of overall performance. But it will be interesting to see how the market reacts today, because despite yesterday's rally, rates continue to climb and will likely be in the forefront of investors' minds today. In addition, sentiment may be further affected by activity that happened after the close yesterday, where we saw a continuation of the mixed earnings that I spoke about in the open. IBM reported solid earnings, but Netflix dropped over 25% post-market after releasing earnings showing that the company lost subscribers for the first time ever. So it should be a very telling day today. But regardless of what does transpire, have no fear, because as always, I'll be sure to keep you updated. Moving on to headlines, the International Monetary Fund announced yesterday that Russia's invasion of Ukraine will cause the global economy to slow significantly this year. IMF officials revised their economic growth predictions, forecasting global GDP to climb 3.6% in 2022, down from 4.4% in January, and another 3.6% in 2023, which is also a downgrade from the last projection of 3.8%. This crisis unfolds while the global economy was on a mending path, but had not yet fully recovered from the COVID-19 pandemic, IMF economic counselor Pierre Oliver Gouchon summarized in a statement. So not a good report for global growth. But speaking of the Russia-Ukraine conflict, Russia's new attacks in eastern Ukraine are what the Pentagon believes to be a prelude to a major offensive in the Donbass region, a senior U.S. Defense Department official said yesterday. And both Ukraine and Russian officials acknowledged yesterday that the war had entered a new phase. 
Ukraine's military said, the occupiers made an attempt to break through our defenses along nearly the entire front line, while Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov said the goal was full liberation in Donetsk and Luhansk. In other news stories, it was reported yesterday that the TSA will not enforce the COVID-19 mask mandate on planes and other public transportation after a federal judge in Florida on Monday struck down the requirement, ruling that the CDC had overstepped its authority. The president even commented on the situation, saying that the decision to wear a mask or not on planes should be an individual choice. And lastly, according to sources familiar with the situation, private equity firm Apollo Global Management has initiated negotiations about financing a prospective buyout of Twitter. Now, this comes after Elon Musk offered to buy Twitter for $43 billion last week, which will likely be rejected by Twitter's board of directors, but still very interesting timing and shows that many companies may be interested in financing a buyout. So we'll have to wait and see what happens there. And we'll end today, as we always do, by taking a look back at some famous historic events from April 20th of the past. Starting today in 1912, when the oldest baseball stadium in the country, Fenway Park, held its first game. In 1999, the Columbine High School shooting happened, where two heavily armed students entered Columbine High School and murdered 13 people while wounding 24 before killing themselves. In 2008, Danica Patrick won the IndyCar 300, becoming the first woman to win an IndyCar championship event. And lastly, in 2010, the Deepwater Horizon drilling rig exploded, killing 11 and causing the rig to sink, causing a massive oil discharge into the Gulf of Mexico and an, envi- and an environmental disaster. So with that, I hope everyone has a great day. I am Patrick Laffin, and this is the Marketing Minutes Podcast. Please note the content of this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. It is not a recommendation of any specific investment product, strategy, or decision. It is not intended to suggest taking or refraining from any course of action. It is not intended to address the needs, circumstances, or investment objectives of any specific investor.